As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannard, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Research Strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to build healthy boundaries, silence their insecurities, and fearlessly pursue the career and life of their dreams. Today I am joined by one amazing woman who has an awesome name. So I'm going to let her introduce herself to you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, thank you so much, Marianne, for having me. I am excited. My name is Ayana Smith, and uh, I am a financial professional. Uh, helps people make and save money in a tax-free manner, but I like to drill down into the ladies. I, I love the guys, but I like to focus on the ladies ages 35 to 65, you know, who really need to know more about what they're doing in just those transition because noticing that we are professional women, smart women, come from all walks of life, but sometimes we kind of miss it when it comes to our money. So we just want to have conversations about it. So it's just a non-threatening type thing. And uh, my background is education, degrees in that and all that, leadership and everything. But uh, when I found myself into the space of finance, I said, well, you know what? It's not something that I normally like, you know, the numbers and math and stuff, but now it's like my love. I love to do it because I like the educational part of it. So that's kind of that's kind of the general overview of me. And uh, and yeah, and I'm just uh, just the everyday uh, down home girl. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So you are also an author. Yes. I am. So tell us a little bit about your books. Okay. Well, uh, one book is Divorce Not Devastated. It was a collab put together with uh, some ladies. Uh, the author, the visionary, visionary author was Kimberly Perry Sanderlin. And uh, we got together and put together our stories that talked about uh, going through divorce, but then not being devastated. So we talked about coming through the triumph of that. And that piece uh, is, you know, is pivotal, uh, pivotal when you are going through that. And it does tie back into the finance piece, because we know that your finances do hit a fallout if you have not prepared when that particular situation happens. So um, it's, you know, it's a, lot, a living death that I often put it to and you have to have that preparation. And then the second book is Pursue and the visionary author for that is Charvette Mitchell. And that's about pursuing your passions through life, business and leadership. So um, so those two books are uh, books that uh, I'm collaborative author on. And I'm also a speaker and, of course, a writer. Uh, but but yeah, and let's say and, and a coach on some days. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but yes, without my author. So yes, so thank you for asking about that. Awesome, awesome. So as the new year is around the corner and people are looking ahead and making resolutions and, you know, planning goals and things of that, you know, thing, um, what advice would you give to someone to ensure that they keep going past, you know, the first couple of weeks, the first few months of the year, especially as it pertains to anything that has to do with money, whether it's paying off debt, you know, planning a vacation, things of that nature. Well, first of all, um, that's a great question. And I would say 
uh, if you think about it, put it in a smart goal. We talk about, you know, making the resolution and it's just like an affirmation. We will say it, but without any action, without any, you know, measurable steps, then we don't really have a plan. So a smart goal, you know, something that, you know, you, you can you can work it out to steps, you know, it's action steps, uh, something that's measurable, like how long do you want to have money saved up or how long do you want to look at this bill and say, I need to pay it off at a certain amount of time and um, and take those steps toward that. But the main thing is really focusing on one thing. I think sometimes at a time, of course, we have our bills that are going on concurrently. We can't sit in the dark and not have water. However, <laughs> we want to take really take uh, um, if even if we have to reallocate uh, some of the eating out and and uh, try not to overspend during the time of holidays and birthdays. You know, maybe focus forward. If you are a big spender, uh, say take that in January and say, you know what? I know I like to spend for my family, so let me break that down in each month. I will put um, you know enough money away so by the time I get to the November December, I can have a larger sum. If that will help you, now you know some people are super you know professional shoppers. They can they can figure it out and make it work. <laughs> but my main thing is try to shift that mindset. And the key word to shifting the mindset is discipline. That that's the that's the main thing. You can make anything work with discipline because that even goes into being a holistic, taking that holistic approach, even in our money, but our fitness and our health mm-hmm. and time with family, all those things. You write those goals down and you put a time on it and focus on it with discipline. <laughs> so what would you say, you know, just taking that a step further and I don't know if asking for myself, you know, you make the goals, you know, you know, especially using the formula of, you know, smart goals, you know, being specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. But then something still happens around that second or third week. And, you know, (laughs) you skip the gym one day. And then the next thing you know, it's like six months later, and you can't remember the last time you went to the gym. Any tips on how to just keep, you know, your goal in front of you to just make sure that, you achieved that goal. Well, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> because I was sitting here laughing at myself like, hmm, I need to get back out there and start walking. But I <laughs> but it's it's um celebrate the small wins. Here it is. If you fall off the horse, jump back on. That's that's it. It it's really just keep hitting the reset button until it's a habit <laughs> because we do get off track. And life does happen, but we can't let life happening become an excuse for not doing. So so that I would say just I have to tell myself, start back over. Okay, get back on the horse and start back over because you know you have a goal and you know you have to do I can't I I put it like this, Mary Ann. I can't ask you to do my sit-ups and then I get the benefits. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> That would be wonderful. <laughs> but you end up with a super physique and I will still. <laughs> and then we'll just find, you know, and then we'll just find the opposite for you. Right. <laughs> right. This is what I do mine for me. <laughs> but yeah. And, and then, and also too, and it, but even we chuckle about that, but then still, if someone could do it for us, really, let's think about it. Have an accountability partner. That would, that, 
that would help too. Hey girl, you know, did you do X, Y, Z? And someone who is going to really remind us and, and keep us together. And even on some things, I give people permission. It's certain people I will give permission. I said, listen, you see me slipping or falling. You ask me about X, Y, Z. So talk to somebody that that's another way to help, um, help you to stay on track and get back on track and be okay with that person asking you about it because you gave them permission. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that, yeah, that's definitely a key right there. Mm -hmm. um, so when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? <laughs> You're doing your sit-ups with me and I'm free to not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that led right in on time. <laughs> My body can transform and you do them and I'm free to go around uh -huh. the <laughs> Not so <We> much. <laughs> Not so much, but uh, trans <laughs> when I think about uh, things transforming, of course, you know, becoming better, becoming new. Um, sometimes it doesn't become better. Sometimes it doesn't become new. It's, it's just different. But uh, most of the time, I try to think in the positive on if something has transformed and I am working on something that's just, for example, uh, I never thought I would really be a writer. I didn't think about that if I put it in that. And it does give me freedom in the confidence piece of it. I've transformed into a person where I can put my words together, but then the freedom of it is like, wow, my thoughts can really come out. And it's liberating when you can write your thoughts out and get them out. For me, it is. It's like therapeutic. I can talk about it. I can share uh, and, and see it in print. And that's, you know, that's so that's I think in that context, because I know no one's going to give the same answer. It's what's relative to them. But yeah, but transforming to a better person and um and let's look at the money goals. If I if I put a savings goals and I am I uh, bank account transformed from you know zero dollars to two or three four five thousand dollars in maybe six months time, you know I gold myself. That's freedom because that gives you some freedom to do some things that you want to do. So in case of an emergency, you're not scurrying and hurrying and feeling so pressured. So that so. Uh, yeah, being financially free gives me that transforming that. Yeah, that gives me freedom. <laughs> of yeah, that choice. Is so true. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Mm -hmm. So tell us about one of the biggest challenges that you have faced and what did that healing process look like? Oh, wow. I, I think we kind of alluded to it. Well, with the first book that I had written mm -hmm. uh, was a part of. Uh, going through the divorce process, uh, that was, I've been divorced for quite some time now. So it, was, it wasn't a yesterday's event, but going through it uh, was devastating. I mean, I know that after the fact, I cried for two years after I finally realized that this is not going anywhere. And if I choose to deal with this, I'm going to be worse off down the road and never, you know, get any healing started. So once I stopped the tears, tears finally stopped flowing. And uh, of course I sought, uh, I sought professional help because I just needed to wonder, was I complete the cuckoo and work through that? And, uh, and step-by-step, step, you know, of course I pull on my faith, uh, faith in God and, and, uh, and talking to the counselor and, and some very close friends and I had family support that helped that healing process to to uh, to just begin and to be solidified where the, uh, you know, forgiveness and is there and, and no bitterness uh, is there because that keeps people belabored for years uh, and no healing can take place as long as the scab is still mm -hmm. torn off.
So going a little step further, you know, for the woman that may be listening that is going through a divorce or is contemplating getting a divorce, what advice would you give to her so she doesn't stay, you know, stuck and end up, you know, being depressed or something like that? Well, I think for me, you had to wake, I had to wake up and realize my self-worth. And that's why I say, you know, I really had to dig into my faith in God to, to, uh, to flow into seeing who he made me to be and that, um, everybody's situation is so specific. So I can't get, you know, so I don't tell anybody to leave or stay, but it's like this. If you cannot see down the road, the situation being any better and, yeah, you, you have to really make, I mean, my, my decision, I will share being transparent. I pretty much was like, when do you think you can get yourself together? And this was after mm-hmm. exhausting, going through several counselors and them all, all saying that, wow, this is a little deeper than probably you can even work on right now, a marriage because of some deeper things separately. <laughs> and so uh, everybody's situation, like I said, is different, mm-hmm. but you have to realize is it worth fighting for or after I'm fighting, I will be fought out and still won't have anything mm-hmm. left. So you really have to think about it. Am I, you know, what can really come up from the ashes if you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, God can do it, but I, but yeah, I would say, look at yourself first, look at yourself first. It, it's really about that self-worth and where you see yourself. You think you can hold out and hold through it then fine, but don't let anybody pressure you into staying in a situation that you're you're right at that point seeing is fruitless. And if it's like this, if you have to let go, and if it's meant to come back together, then I believe that can happen as well. But you have to some at the at the at the end of the day, you gotta save yourself to see if you don't look back 10 years and say, wow, I really could have been better if I had just been um fearless enough Mm -hmm. to Yeah, Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. So in regards to money, what led you to go down that path? (laughs) I needed it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, um, just um, looking at it, not so much as I looked at the educational side of it and just know in in my community, uh, oftentimes, it wasn't talked about in or presented in the manner to really know how to make it, keep it, save it, you know, invest it, uh, grow it. And, and it's, and knowing that it's a tool that is needed and we, we need it for everything that we do, but it's, it's not just having that bare minimum or that scarcity mentality. I knew I needed it because I wanted to be able to do more. Uh, Yes been to college and all of that and that's usually our ticket go and get a good job like at this point and these days and times what is a good job (laughs) you know and and um it's like and then if i have a good job what am i doing with my money if if i'm living 120 percent over what i make then i'm still just as broke as somebody making two dollars as if i'm making two million we have to know how to use it so that was what intrigued me about getting into um the industry and then be able to help others and then show others how to do what i do so that's 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 um the thing and that placated to the educator and teacher and the heart of me wanting to be able to do for others what others have done for me so and share that gift 
So that's what intrigued me. But yeah, I, I needed money. So I was like, well, let me figure out how I need to make it <laughs> and where to put it so I can make some more while I'm sleeping. <laughs> what would be an advice to someone that has a somewhat negative relationship with money? You know, you know, they grew up, you know, in a poverty, you know, environment and still, you know, have like that hoarder uh, mentality, poverty mentality. What, you know, advice would you give to them? It's a lot of mindset work to to uh, shift and to really believe that uh, everybody's not out to get you. Um, you don't have to hold you really. There are really legal places to make money. Um just having the mindset—it's—it's it's the mindset. Yeah. It is because I because I have the you know fight through some things and have had to fight through some things myself. Are uh, saying, hey, you know, you cannot spend up everything. It you don't have to spend down to the last penny before you get paid. You can really like, you can really take two, three, four, five hundred dollars out your check and go put it over there for yourself. I mean, it, it accumulates faster than you realize. Okay. I mean, and that's just a, that's just a number because plenty of people make lots of money but it's that mindset on not spending it all you know not being a hoarder over it thinking that you know i I can't spend anything but i put it like this if you read any books most millionaires or people that have high income they say and it makes sense uh if you have enough money to buy the name brand things that you want to buy for example when you have the money you don't even want to you you don't even it doesn't phase you it's like, <laughs> I have the money now, so I really don't have to buy it. And you move on because you have, because it goes back to that freedom. Mm-hmm. I have the option to. So I don't have to long for what's out of my reach when in my bank account, I have it. Or I have it in assets or properties, right. I have it. So I don't have to have it, but I can if I want to. So it's really shifted. And also, too, I will say this. It's a shift in believing you deserve it if you have worked hard to get it. It yeah, is. That's so true. Yeah, because because so oftentimes the blocker is we don't believe we deserve mm-hmm. it. If we've done, it's like sowing and reaping. If you've done the things to do to get a certain thing, goes back to our exercise. If you've done the exercises and you've eaten right, then you deserve to have a fly physique and look right. the bomb. I don't mean to say, you know, you look at look fly, sexy, however people want to right. say. You deserve to look like that. And if you so desire to put on a two-piece bathing suit and people talk about it, oh, well, if you have the body and the guns, you know, the muscles, mm-hmm. and that's go what you it. want to do, go for it and be okay with it. So it really is a thing back with the mindset, like I said, with, you know, knowing you deserve it. You know, and knowing that it's for you, you know, and, and that first of all, you can do it, that you can shift your mindset from from because we don't have to uh, end like we start out. Bill Gates says a quote, you know, it says uh, being born poor is not your, you know, not your choice. Like you don't have anything to do with that. But dying that way is. Mm. So in between some shifts have to take place and it is the mindset. And then after the mind is shifting, I do deserve it because I have done the work. And then I extend it and say, and once you've done the work, teach somebody else. I love it. I love it. So what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going and not give up? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go faith-based. Yes, that keeps me going. Yeah, that, that, uh, Lord, mm, yes. (laughs) Lord keeps me going because I'm all day. Oh, Lord, help me, help me. 
help me uh, uh, because I, I just know that if I don't hold on, I hold on to the faith I have and people have to hold on to what they have. Um, and then keeps me with my family, uh, my little nieces and nephews and, you know, I, <laughs> and uh, I don't have birth children, but uh, I've worked with children for a long time. So I have a lot of kids <laughs> that never will forget me. <laughs> and, uh, and just, just thinking about leaving the nuggets and the things that you're even asking me to uh, today on your show, just uh, leaving that legacy and planting seeds along with. So that keeps me going to know that I can touch lives and I have touched lives and, I've heard, you know, people saying, you know, it was because of you. And I said, right. wow, that when you finally, when you hear that, it's like, oh, because of me. Right. Whew. And then it says, okay, you, you have to keep going. So your fussing and teaching <laughs> wasn't in vain. <laughs> it's all in love, all love, all love. So yeah, that, that keeps me going. Just know that I've imparted some things and want to be even better so I can impart more and learn more and grow. But that keeps me going to know that I have purpose and, um, and can push to move another day, even when sometimes it gets hard. Cause <laughs> yeah, we have those, we have those days. <laughs> we have some hard days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They, they don't last forever. <laughs> True, true. So how do you re-energize and, you know, take care of yourself? What does a good self-care routine look like for you? (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I was talking to a friend recently and I said, I don't think I know how to have (laughs) a day without moving. (laughs) But we'll talk about that. (laughs) But uh, uh, but I know that now on a serious note, uh, I have uh, stop just taking time to stop and just sit. I can sit in total quiet and go and just wake up when I wake up. And I and I remember one Saturday I did that and laid down and yeah, I woke up when I woke up. I didn't worry about the phone. TV was watching me and it was going to go off in a little bit on the timer. And I was just sleep, and I was at peace. I, I was, I wasn't even dreaming. I'm a dreamer, so mm-hmm. I wasn't even dreaming. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's just sleep. I said, "Wow, I needed that." <laughs> yeah, just listening to your body. Yeah, exactly. So listening to your body, and then every now and then, if you want to go get your nails done, you know, just kind of do that and mm-hmm. get a little massage on your hands, and uh, and then just sitting and. Actually, a friend surprised me. One of my coaches surprised me and sent a gift out to some of our students. It was a foot uh, foot bath. So mm-hmm. I have a, a, a little that I can just sit and run the water. <laughs> so That's awesome. So that, so that plays into uh, some much needed mm-hmm. uh, rest. But it's just taking the time, even if it's just get away and cut the phone off and go sit and, and eat dinner by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you have kids, kind of people mm-hmm. say, well, I have kids. I have a husband. Schedule it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are you currently loving and what's bringing you joy? Hmm. Uh, working on Ayana. <laughs> yeah. Just continually working on me to become the best version of myself. Um, being comfortable in my skin. When you... I don't know if you've ever seen when uh, there's uh, people say in your 20s, you think about this. In your mm-hmm. 30s, you think about that. Okay, in your 40s, right. okay. And in your 50s, you pretty much like. 
I am um, there. To to know me is to love me. I'm a loyalist. I love people. I love people. I absolutely do. But where I have come into the, not the descent of my life, but just the descent of the approval addiction, one of the people, yeah, that that part. So I speak to someone who's really dealing with approval addiction and it can be the slightest thing. Uh, Oh, you don't like the way my makeup looks? Well, listen, I put this makeup on when I left the house. And it's going to be like this when I go back. Yeah. I don't care if you don't like it. You almost have to have that. You don't have to say it because some people might not be as bold as me to say it because I'll say it. <laughs> but not in an ugly way, but I'm just yeah. like, you know, but hey, I, I, if you don't like my, my, my striped jacket and my red top, that's fine. I left the house like that and I'm going to go back like that. God willing, I come back and nothing, you know, that's how we're going to do this. And that's, that's the confidence. Mm-hmm. That's the confidence that has to be built. And you just be so comfortable in your skin that nothing is, nothing is, nothing shakes you. Not this, you know, not to the point of the fall apart where, and, and then if you do have to have your vulnerable moments, yes, be human, but just don't let, you know, don't let people drive you into whatever little thing you do. You have to get somebody's approval. True. I love that. I love that. So what are you most excited for in the new year? Yay. Oh, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Seeing what I can get into next. (laughs) Um, I I have a monumental birthday coming up. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? But I celebrate my birthday all the time. Every when. And I will pin it back to this. After I got divorced, the year I got divorced, from that time on, I have then celebrated my birthday for a month long. And people laughed. They said, well, um, yeah, because yeah. I, I need to celebrate me. Mm-hmm. Just be glad I'm not celebrating at 365. <laughs> but I will do a whole month of May. Merry month of May is my birth month. So people said, what day is your birthday? The first through the 31st. <laughs> that's my birthday <laughs> that's my birthday so uh, so I'm looking forward to celebrating my big my, my big monumental birthday and um, putting together more than like the really really uh, expanding my podcast I, I do broadcast but expanding the podcast and um, which is Money Talks you may see that Money Talks with Ayanna Smith expanding that and um, seeing what else comes up, I, I probably have an, another book or something lurking. It, it's mm-hmm. like I said, it's always, <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> it's always something. I just want, I just want to do what I can, you know. But main thing, taking care of myself. Yeah, taking awesome. care of myself, getting the health goals and all that stuff on on track. I will say that. Beautiful, beautiful. So as we get ready to wind down. Is there anything that you would like to mention, bring up that we have not had the opportunity to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think you kind of covered everything other than just making sure I love to connect. Um, you can go to my website, askayana.com. Uh, that's the quickest way to contact uh, and connect with me. And I'm on social media, all social medias, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Ayana. Smith and I always tell people I, my pictures look like me, so you don't, <laughs> you don't have to, maybe a few pounds off, but they look like me, and you don't have to, you know, that that girl is her. 
<laughs> and uh, I love to connect. Um, I am available to, to uh, you know, for speaking events and uh, also to do um, small groups and sharing what we do about money, having those those talks uh, about money, especially, like I said, with the ladies, knowing about how your retirement is going to look, just talking about things about living benefits and uh, building money tax-free. I know we want to not evade taxes, but we want to avoid them if at all possible. And just in these changing climates, we want to be empowered. So that's that's um, basically, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much it. And that's how you can contact me. So I'll be looking forward to reaching out and meeting some more beautiful ladies that have been watching your wonderful broadcast, Marianne. Awesome. Awesome. So final question that I like to ask all of my guests is what does fearless living mean to you? Oh, living life without regrets. Um, doing doing what works best for you, really taking the time to breathe and uh, again, becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for your time and being with us. Thank you for having me. I have loved every moment of this time of together of talking and sharing and laughing. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode. I hope that the conversation with Ayana was beneficial for you. Make sure that you check out the show notes so you can connect with her and grab a copy of her books. And as always, remember that you are fearless, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now because it is high time you activated your high vibes.